with a look back over the weekend sport action. This is Full Time on KCLR. Yes, and a very good evening. Welcome into Full Time here on KCLR with myself, Martin Quilty, on this Monday. Hopefully you all had a very nice St. Patrick's weekend. It was a busy weekend of sport over the weekend with no less than five live games here with ourselves on KCLR. Um, and one of those games was played last Friday. It was the Croke Cup All-Ireland Colleges final and it was between St. Kieran's College and Presentation at the Roy. And I will be having a chat to the manager very shortly. Two-time All-Ireland winner Michael Welsh will be joining me later on to discuss Kilkenny's victory over the day she yesterday. Terence Kelly will be on to talk about Carlos hurling uh, and their safety in Division 2A for next year, while Willie Quinlan will be on to discuss Carlos' defeat to Sligo and their football future, while Rosie Miller and Liam McCarthy from the Rugby uh, Women's 11 team will be joining me in studio to also have a chat on the rugby. But right now, Brian Dowling, the manager of St. Kieran's College, who won their 24th All-Ireland title last Friday, joins me on the line. Good evening, Brian. How are you? Hey, Martin. Not bad at all. Good, big God. Congratulations, first of all, on a fantastic victory for yourself and for the college. 3-13 scored against uh, Presentation Athenroy. The exact score that you had as well in the semi-final. But what a fantastic victory for yourselves and for the school. The first piece of silverware since 2019, but the 24th title in total. Uh, tell us the feeling, the overall joy after the, the weekend of winning uh, another title for the college. Yeah, look, it was brilliant. Um, I suppose these bunch of players, uh, no, none of them had an All Ireland medal in St. Kieran's College, so it was obviously our 24th in the school, but for these lads, it was our first, so it was very special. And, you know, we probably had lost a lot as a group in the last couple of years, and obviously some of the lads missed out on a uh, junior as well through COVID as well. So, look, it was great to, to win the All Ireland on Friday. Um, you know, it was when that final whistle went, it's just no better feeling. And it's great that it's on in Crow Park as well. It's extra special, you know, to, to all these lads get to play up there. So, look, we're absolutely thrilled and delighted, and it was a great victory. On Friday. I know you were taking nothing for granted, but you did beat Presentation Athen Roy in 2018 and 2019 when you last won it as well. Um, you had a feeling going in though, you were playing well, your semi final win over Cashel, um, you came from behind to beat him as well, so you were certainly going into the final with a bit of confidence. Yeah, look, uh, I suppose we're very confident going into the final because I felt we were coming good at the right time. Um, we've had a lot of bad injuries all year and we couldn't get our best team on the pitch. You know, the Leinster final, we were missing three definite starters, you know, and you know, they were a huge loss on the day. And we are just, uh, just kind of felt we were getting stronger and stronger as the campaign went on. You know, the quarter final, we put up a big score against Rafe, we scored 228. And then the semi final against Cashel was a tough game, but we, you know, we finished it very strongly. So, look, we were dealing in a good place and I just felt that we were very, the experience of last year probably really stood to us. Um, we learned a huge amount in defeat last year even just kind of how to approach today it was really this time was all really calm and you know it was we were up in DCU before the match there and it was just really calm you know there was no panic with anybody and we just kind of looked we said we're going to play the match this year not the occasion probably got caught up a little bit last year it was the first time getting in Co Park so you know the lads that were there last year learned from my experience and they were able to pass it on to the fifth year and I think that really stood to us this year and how important was that experience of playing there last year? Because you probably had a few new fellas that was coming up, but having the likes of Harry Shine and Ted Dunn, you know, and Podrick Naddy and a few more of them, Donna Murphy there as well, playing on the panel. To get to the final last year, albeit losing out by a point, it certainly would have stood to the lads to be able to have that experience. 
Yeah, no, it definitely was, you know, and again, I think they were able to pass that on to the to the fifth years as well, that, you know, this is what it's about, and, they, you know, instead of all saying that they were saying it, that, look, this is just another match, you know, don't get caught up in the whole Co-Park experience, and, you know, people say it's great to play in Co-Park, and it is, it's brilliant, but, you know, what we said before the match was, it's no good if you don't come home to Cups, because you only have bad memories, so, look, we really wanted to win, um, because, you know, we had lost the Leinster final, and we lost last year as well, and we had a huge amount of players involved, obviously, last year, so, we wanted to put it right this year, and we felt it would good team and you know Barrick and Ed McDermott and Tom Brennan we had a full strength team there this year uh, or side for the final so it was great to get the, you know the, our big players our six years out onto the pitch on the biggest day it was great for us And out of that team Brian that played last Friday as well how many of that team are you going to be losing for next year because you obviously have a huge panel um, so it's great to see the amount of lads that is going to be there as well but how many of the first team would say are you going to be missing for to try and retain the cup next year? Yeah, the starting team is eight, eight gone from the starting team, so we're left with um, you know, seven. Oh, sorry, there's nine gone, so we've six left. I think uh, it was the number we looked at after the match. So six of the team left. Um, you know, and we obviously have a good few subs there, and then we have lads coming through from the junior next year as well. Um, you know, it's, look, we always it's always the way it is. You know, you you gain some, and you lose some. Um, you know, it's just the way it is. But last year, we were down. We we lost all our six backs last year and our goalkeeper. You know, so we had a kind of whole rebuild, rebuilding job to do. Um, this year, like, and you know looking at the final and I thought our backs were absolutely tremendous so look you never know what's ahead of you um, but you know we have a you know, we have strong hurlers there next year like so Jeff Neary and Tom McPhillips um, and or, sorry, um, Aaron McElwain these lads you know they'd, they'd go up to them now they'll be the six years next year driving the whole thing on so um, look we'll enjoy this one but when we get back to school next year then uh, we'll, we'll go at it again Exactly. Well, congratulations, Brian, on a fantastic victory. Well done to yourself and to St. Kieran's College on a brilliant win and bringing back another Crow Cup title to Kilkenny. And no doubt you will celebrate it, but I know you and you'll certainly have plans of foot to uh, put in place already for next year, no doubt. Okay, Perfect, Brian. Thanks a million for that. That was Brian Dowling, the manager of Kieran's College after their Crow Cup victory in uh, Crow Park last Friday. The next man that's going to join me is two-time All-Ireland winner Michael Welsh. And Michael was in Crow Park as well on Friday. He was also in UPMC Nolan Park yesterday. Two different days altogether. Um, Michael, first of all, you probably heard Brian there. A great win for Kieran's College before we get on to yesterday's game. Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely, Martin. Um, as you said, I mean, he just loses there, as they said last Friday. Their defence was absolutely magnificent, and they, they definitely had built a platform then for the, the forwards to get the scores at the vital times. But a uh, very accomplished display overall, and fully deserving of the title. Bringing us then to yesterday to UPMC Nolan Park in what was horrendous conditions. The Dacia and Davy Fitz came to Kilkenny. A draw for Kilkenny would have put them into this year's league semi-final. Waterford had to have victory to go forward in it. And we can only describe this, Michael, as probably not a very good quality affair. But Kilkenny did come away with a two-point victory. Give us your overall thoughts on yesterday's performance. Yeah, yeah, you've summed it up very well. It was uh, a very, very poor game uh, from start to finish, basically. And um, um, I felt that, uh, you know, the victory was, was eked out in the end. And, uh, you know, kudos to the players for that. But it was a hard watch, there's no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, I spoke to a Waterman coming out and he... You know, basically, told me that's the way the modern game is. But I think that it'll have to evolve a bit more than that. I think as it goes forward, certainly you can't 
uh, keep playing in that uh, manner because you just won't have enough sports Scott. and obviously defensively wise Watford seem to have got that right but now the next part is to get their attack right uh, both teams had loads of possession but it kept breaking down and on the opposite 45 if you, if you like uh, with very poor hand passes on or stick passes on the day but uh, again I'm sure look uh, hopefully it's, on, it's a one-off game but it was very poor well, that's two in a row for Kilkenny. Kilkenny Dublin wasn't much better, to be fair, and I know you were doing that one as well. And I've watched Waterford against Tipperary the last time they play and the game against yesterday as well. And really, the amount of wides that they're driving is criminal nearly at one stage because the, the players around them, that they're not utilising the ball from what you can see. And I know Davies certainly won't be happy, but Kilkenny took their chance as well when they got him. Um, they went in only a point ahead at half time. When it was half time, did you feel that the game might have swung? or even into the second half when Waterford had their small little bit of a purple patch Kilkenny did have to rally and come back um, it wasn't much in it though in the end like a two point lead as you know yourself is very dangerous yeah. Oh yeah it could have gone anyway it was a very even game to be honest look Waterford in fairness to them I suppose the way they played the game uh, they had eight boys in the first half and the way they play they, they, they need a, a lot more uh, accuracy uh, because you know they're, they're, they didn't create they created one really good goal from chance actually it could have turned the whole game but I, I was just interested in, in the Desi Hutchinson situation where we all know how dangerous he is close to goal and um, I actually remarked on the radio yesterday it was the 34th minute of the first half before he got his first position and that was out around the middle of the field and a minute later he got the second one and he only had two in the first half alone now he got a lot more ball in the second half but it was all out the field and like maybe it's a smoke screen for what's going forward, but Desi Hutchinson at 45, 50 yards out from the goal is a really good side for any defence. Uh, he needs to be closer in the goal because I do believe that. Like I know Galway won an All Ireland one year without scoring a goal in any game, but I do believe that you need to get goals, even if it's one. It gives the team a fierce lift. And uh, as I said to you, uh, neither keeper was troubled at, at all yesterday. Michael, just on the Desi Hutchinson point, because I've seen it online that a lot of, we'll call him the horrors on the ditch, was claiming that it was criminal what Davy Fitz was doing to Desi Hutchinson. But is it the yeah. fact that the defence played well yesterday and there wasn't much ball going into Desi Hutchinson? So while Waterford did have possession, our defence did play very well and kind of snuffed it out going into him where he could cause the danger. Um, I, I No, I don't think so because... Um um, I, I do know in the first half Watford hit three awful bad ways from about 70 yards and he was he, whatever he is or he isn't his movement is unbelievable and he had cr- created three really good possessions or movements for himself if he had got the ball down in front of him like he likes but they didn't they didn't hit it in there and the point I was trying to make was they were out the field so much there was actually nobody at times within 25 yards of, of, of the goal and that worked both sides that was the way it was it was a, a complete war of attrition uh, in the middle third and uh, you know and in fairness to Davey look he's putting together something and maybe he'll have the last lap of the championship but certainly it will have to evolve from their point of view Kenny, obviously you're in the semi-final now and that is being played on Sunday at 4 o'clock in UPMC Nolan Park. Kenny hosting that game. Cork are going to be the opponents. It's going to be a different kettle of fish when Cork come to town on Sunday. Yeah, it'll be a different type of game anyway. Um, look, as I said, there was nothing between the two teams yesterday. It ended up a two-point victory for Kenny. It could have easily been the other way. Um, and next Sunday, you'll have a different brand of a game altogether because the fairness of Cork, who, you know, they've evolved under Pat Ryan in the fact that they're getting, they are going more direct. They have big men in the half-forward and the full-forward line now. So look, at it, it it should be a cracker of a game next Sunday. And now it's certainly one we're looking forward to. And you just said about the Dublin game, 
really there has been no league game that we've seen so far that has been uh, it will get you off the edge of your seats and I think you know that, that next Sunday might be the one to, to do that because I think Cork will come uh, with all guns blazing we always know Kilkenny do that and hopefully we'll have an absolutely great game next Sunday please God the weather is, is fine and we'll see some very good hurling Who do you think is going to win the game Michael Kilkenny or Cork on the form that you've yeah. seen so far over the league yeah, look at Cork are going very well and um, they're short a number of players. Kenny are doing very well as well and they're short a number of players. The strength of the two teams will tell a lot and we won't know that till Friday evening. Uh, I always believe Nolan Park is a very hard place to come. I actually know one of the Cork uh, backroom team quite well and uh, I was actually speaking to him today and I said, when you go home next Sunday, whether you win or lose, you'll know an awful lot more about your team. I think it's a really tough place to come and I think the home advantage might sway it to uh, Kenny's way. And just on the other semi-final then when I have you there Limerick and Tipperary is going to meet on Sunday e- or Saturday evening at half past seven in the TUS Gaelic grounds in uh, Limerick that's going to be a battle and a half they always bring out the best in one another as well so if you were to pick a winner out of that one who would you be deciding to go for? Yeah and again that's a hugely interesting game uh, really interesting to see how far Tip have come and they, again they'll find out because they seem to be going very well and they, they really will find out again it's hard to look beyond Limerick Martin and again home ground is massive it, like it, uh, Cork beat Kenny last year and I think Parky Creed was a huge uh, advantage to him and probably got him over the line and I think the two home teams have that bit of an advantage next Sunday well, we look forward to a belter of a round of hurling semi-finals over the weekend and hopefully Kilkenny will be there at the end of the day in a league final as well in early April. Michael, as always, thank you very much for joining me here on Full Time on this Monday evening and no doubt you'll be on duty again come the weekend and enjoying another feast of hurling activity. Thanks, Martin. Perfect. Good man. That was two-time All-Ireland winner Michael Welsh there talking to us about Kilkenny's victory over the Dacia in UPMC Nolan Park yesterday. Right, while I have a small little bit of time before I go to the break because we have a lot coming up after it. We have Terence Kelly, Willie Quinlan and of course the Rugby Women 11 being here joining me in studio as well. But on the sports roundup we start with soccer and freebooters are this year's Pat Mar Shield champions having beaten Bridge United 3-1 yesterday. Bridge captain and manager Connor English drew the countryside level after David Royce opened the scoring before Ger Hayes and Shawnee Bulger bagged two in the second half to bring the shield back to the fair green. In Carlo, after claiming the KCLR shield on Thursday night, New Oak boys have another trophy to keep in their cabinet after they secured the Premier Division title on Sunday as well. In Camogie news, Kilkenny lost to Galway by one point in round two of the Electric Ireland Minor A Championship. They now play Waterford on Sunday in Waterford in round three. Kilkenny Intermediates fared a little bit better after a narrow one point win over Wexford on Saturday last in Rosslayer to put one foot into the league semi-final. They will now play Cork in the last league game on Saturday before uh, the semi-finals and that game is at home. Carlo had an emphatic win over Wicklow in the Division 3A league on Saturday and they will now play Kildare on next Saturday coming. That's a home semi-final with the time to be decided on that one and keeping with Carlo their minors made it 2 from 2 when they beat Westmeath 2-5 to 1-4 to sit joint top of the Electric Minor Electric Ireland Minor B Championship and they play Ross Common uh, this week and coming in rugby news the semi-finals of the Provincial Towns Cup have been set with defending champions Kilkenny set to take on Kildara while it's a local derby in the other semi-final as Division 1B rivals Carlo and Tolo are set for a showdown Kilkenny had a 27 
17 win over Gorey to progress while Carlo needed extra time to get past Tullamore and Tullo had a 20 point shutout win over Enescorti. The semi-finals are set for April 9th but Tullo will spend this week getting set for their final game of the Leinster League where a win over Kildara means a Division 1B title and automatic promotion to the top table for next season. While the three other local men's side move on there was no such luck for the Kilkenny women who were hoping to seal a second straight promotion and move up to Division 3 of the Leinster League. However they were beaten by Greystones 37-7 and will stay in Division 4 next season but they still do have the cup to look forward to and we will hear about that very soon. In handball news Emma Kelly and Laura Doherty representing Kilkenny were crowned All-Ireland under 17 doubles champions at the weekend beating a Tipperary side 21-13-21-5 so congratulations to them. From the Kilfane handball club representing Kilkenny as well Katie Jordan put in a great performance to bring the under 16 titles to a tie break and Katie faced Team Ireland representative Carmel Kelly from Cork and only lost out 11-8 in that tie break. In the under 15s doubles Kate Ryan and Orla Duggan lost out 2-0 to a very strong clear pair so well done to all of our handballers great work being done there as well right as I said when I come back Terence Kelly uh, is going to be joining me from Carlow to discuss all things hurling while later on Willie Quinlan will be discussing all things in Carlow football so don't go anywhere we will be right back after this short break Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, lahartzvolkswagen.ie. Your Monday night sports show. Full time on KCLOR with Martin Quilty. Yes, good evening and welcome back into full time here on this Monday evening. Our dinners ready.ie contact line and tech or WhatsApp line even rather is open for anyone that wants to leave a comment. 083 306 9696 is the contact number to get in contact with us. Let us know who do you think is going to win between Kilkenny and Cork at the weekend or is Carlo going to finish out their football league with a victory coming up at the weekend as well. Let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Speaking about Carlo. Carlo Hurlers had a game at the weekend as well and Terence Kelly was there with our own Brendan Hennessy and they're going to discuss all things and Terence is joining me on the phone right now. Good evening Mr Kelly, how are you? I'm Grand Martin, how are you? I am very well now, thank you. Can't complain at all at all. It's nice that we're able to sit here on a Monday evening and we're able to talk about a victory for the Carlo Hurlers. It was emphatic over the weekend. They really had to go into this and come away with a performance. They were teetering very close to the edge of relegation possibility, but a 221-16 victory over Derry at the weekend certainly sealed their status for next year in the Division 2A. So give us a rundown, Terence, because it was obviously a very good performance. Yeah, it was like, you know, last week we were an hour away from possibly a semi-final and this week we were an hour away from if scores went again, you know, from relegation. But listen, the first half performance was excellent. The score two thirteen in the first half, two goals in the pine from uh, from Conor Kehoe, the St. Moran's man. You know, lots of spade work done now with uh, Chris Nolan in the build-up for the two goals. But listen, he still had to score him and uh, Carlo, Carlo played very, very well in the first half, like, you know. Uh, Marty Kevin got three points and Marty got four points in the first half so he did and Paddy Boland got a couple Paddy has a marvellous hand like you know and uh, Chris Nolan got a couple but you know as I said that um, Carlo played very very well in the second half like they weren't as good they weren't as good as simple as that like you know maybe they kind of realised they were up by 11 points they ended up winning by 11 points but like Derry in fairness to come into him in the second half and uh, you know they're, 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 
from caution to the wind then. Two outstanding saves from Kier Nabby. It's got to give the selector something to think about. Like, you know, technically he's the kind of maybe the second base player goalkeeper in the county. But, uh, no, and some of the lesser known players like Niall Bulger and uh, JP, JP Tracy, uh, I mean, like two of the lesser known players, they put in good shifts. So they did, like, you'd have to be impressed with a young vehicle to put in a good shift, like, but. No, as I said, all in all, it was a good performance from Carlo. Very, very good performance in the first half. But um, no, as I said, that very, very technically on the balance of play, they didn't deserve to be beaten by 11 points. But uh, no, in fact, a win is a win and a good win at that. Two quick goals, you could say, one of them coming in the second minute of the first half from Conor Keogh. Certainly set Carlo up nicely on the way to victory. And they had an 11 point lead going in at half time. They didn't relinquish that lead and they finished fairly well because they finished in four plays on the table, albeit five points behind Kildare and Offaly. Um, Kildare goes straight through now into the league final with Offaly and Kerry playing off in the semi-final. But out of the five games, Carlo won two and lost three. Only narrowly losing out on a couple of those uh, games turns but still it's great that Carlo retained the status in Division 2A next year Well it's true like you know as I said that they were beating a couple of games now not harping back on decisions a few things didn't go for him and you will say no more about what it in the story but no it's, like, it's great to have him back up you know where they should be as, as far as I'm concerned And uh, but that was a tricky game coming up now in three weeks time in the Joe Max the play there Kildare have been unbeaten in either 14 or 15 games they had one draw and everything else was a victory and uh they are in Carlo, so they are and uh, you know, that should be that should be a good one, like but like the team are coming back, it's going to give selectors huge problems because like Jack Kavanagh now he got he was unavailable the last day he had uh, say, a say suspension. Dear Burn, his brother was getting married uh, the day before, so Dear wasn't available, like he let him know some time ago. Uh, Chris Nolan was, was uh, he you know, he played very, very well on the day. John Nolan wasn't started the last day. Two matches ago, John Nolan gave an exhibition five points from playing, and you know he was just on fire. Now the last day against Offaly, he wasn't as good. He had, by his own standards, he probably said he was poor, but came back yesterday, scored a few cracking scores. So he did, like you know. But like the selectors will have a headache. Like Kieran Abbey in goal, Brian Tracy has been there all the time. Two absolutely outstanding saves. Now that's what we're like, you know. And you know some of the lesser known players, but like the work from Paul Dial and and Connor Lawler, like in the full back lane, you know it's unbelievable. Like you know, like they work so well, and they're two point players on the team, but there's very few forwards getting in past them. You know, it's it's, it's uh, no, it was a nice performance, a nice performance, and a good build up. And uh, John Mike Nolan come in now. He's after getting a few minutes yesterday. I got a few minutes like last week too. He's only trying to get back into full fitness. He has a bit to go yet. I would imagine just three weeks. The three weeks left, like you know, and uh, you know, he certainly would be an asset like to have him there too, like you know. But Terence Tom Mullally no, was speaking with Brendan afterwards. Sorry for cutting across you there. Yeah. And just on that point, he was just making a, that he had been experimenting over the course of the league with a couple of different oh, sure. lads, and he was trying to get game time. And he thinks that he has enough bodies now with enough game time in them that he's going to get things right for the Joe Mac. Do you agree with him? Yeah, well, listen, hopefully so. As I said, that, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, there's days you'd be surprised that players may be being taken off and some players that weren't taken off as such. But no, as I said, that Tom Mullally has been there a long time. His CV is impressive. You know, his CV is very impressive. And, uh, you know, it's very easy to knock management. It's very easy to knock. But at the back of it all, you have to have somebody with a head like on the line. And, uh, 
No, as I said, that's uh, Carlo. They have most of the players back. Unlucky enough to lose Kieran O'Hillen again, you know, two weeks ago after coming back from an injury, and then you know to get this hamstring of grind wherever it is again. Like he's gone, and you know the like of that like is is devastating for Carlo because we haven't got a big conveyor belt. But nevertheless, nevertheless, like there's there's uh, like the the team has been much strengthened since the like the play uh, Kildare also well the play Kildare twice this year and they get two sizable beatings from Kildare but nevertheless it's uh, not knocking the players like they played but on paper there's some better known players out now we say for the Joe Mac and it, you know, it should be it should be an interesting tie Well anything as you know can happen when it comes to the Joe Mac and league results doesn't really always go to form so I think Tom Mullally and the boys will be confident going into it as you say they've a couple of weeks now to prepare for it that first game against Kildare is on Saturday the 8th of April and you'll be able to hear it live with ourselves here on KCLR as well Terence as always my thanks for joining us here on Monday night full time uh, no doubt we'll be talking to you in the build up coming up to it and again after that game over the weekend but for the course of the National League and for joining me here on Full Time I really appreciate your expertise and your knowledge um, and thank you very much and look forward to hearing you again soon Listen Martin thanks very much alright anytime Perfect all right, good ma'am thanks for that thank Terence you. that was Terence Kelly there talking to us about all things Carlo hurling wise now that is one two and three I need to turn up these here because I was going to have Willie Quinlan on with me shortly um, and I was going to have the two girls on afterwards when it comes to Kilkenny Rugby but I am delighted that I am joined in studio here at this moment in time by Rosie Miller who is the captain of the RFC Women's 11 team and also by Liam McCarty, who was the vice captain, and they're going to talk to us about a very big game that is coming up at the weekend in the Cup. But unfortunately, I suppose we have to start last Sunday, the playoff game. I know you don't want to say anything about it, and I was hoping we'd be able to give a chat to uh, to Paddy about it, but didn't go your way, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, it didn't go our way yesterday. Um, we're sitting here very sore bodies now uh, today. Uh, it was a very tough and physical game against Greystones. Uh, they really put on the pressure from the very beginning um, but I felt the team yesterday managed to fight to the very end and we managed to get a try at the end which was something to come out with at the end. We had Paddy in here earlier on with us and he ended up the very same amount of points as Barn Hall in the league section but because of a walkover that they were after getting put them as promotion winners and they go up and he had to play in the playoff game as players and something like that happens, how do you feel when it's coming to to have to play off even though, you know, it's only done through a walkover technically that the other team got through on? Yeah, it was a bit disappointing to end up. We, we started off the season very strong. We had a, a long uh, unbeaten run from the beginning of the season. In hindsight, you could look back at different games that we lost or we drew against and you could think about, oh, what could we have done then and here and there. So, Look, there's no point in really looking back on it. I suppose we, we tried our best in all, all of the games and we're going to be proud that we got to the position we are. We got promoted from Division 5 to Division 4 this season. So like, we should be proud on what we've done there and how we've done uh, to get up to second in the division this year. So Exactly, you're dead right. Leah, I suppose it gives the impotence and even more determination and hunger now for the next season. you played all these teams already. You know what the majority of them are like. The goal now is to tear into them next year and get that promotion up into Division Three. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I think we need that second year in Division Four just to keep building. Um, we've seen now from Sunday what um, it'll 
Division 3 will hold um, if we get up there next year but yeah I think we need that year again in Division 4 just to keep building like you said we know what the teams are like so it's just it's just building on our own team and finding our strengths honing in on them and um, hopefully we'll come out with a few more wins next year and end up on top yeah. You had a very good run in the Cup last year coming out on top with victory in it going nicely along this weekend you have another big game it's against Wicklow coming up first of all is it a home or away? A home match in Fixtown on Sunday so at what time? Uh, one o'clock so you'll be shouting and asking for anyone who's available and rugby fans galore we know that these two girls in front of us play a brilliant brand of rugby as well as all the rest of the girls so the place to be is Fuchstown on Sunday at one o'clock to watch them have you played Wicklow before either in the cup or in any of the, the divisions previously? Um, yeah, we played Wicklow in a friendly last season um, and it was a real learning curve for us. They are um, a division higher than us, so they're in Division 3. And when we played them last year, um, we were only just getting started in Division 5, so that was a real learning curve for us at the time. We haven't had a chance to go back up to them since, um, which is something that now we have an opportunity to play them again, which hopefully we can show what we've changed since we played them before and how we've developed as a team since as captain and vice captain Leah you're obviously working close with Paddy as well and the rest of the team so what kind of preparations now will be going into this weekend's game Um, so give us a a rundown of what your week will be like training wise and then coming up to the match on Sunday yeah so today even um in, in a little while we start off with a recovery from yesterday so that just includes going in getting our swim session a um, bit of sauna hot and cold treatment and then tomorrow we'll go into a smaller kind of team training um, we lose a lot of players due to college during the week um, so Tuesdays are normally a smaller more contact based um, Can training. that be hard for training wise if you haven't got big numbers like if a lot of girls are away at college? Yeah, definitely. Um, we find more so as the backs. Um, a lot of the girls would be college, so you might only have two or three backs there on a on a Tuesday training. So there's really not much you can do as a full backline. Um, so it is just getting that contact prep in um, with the forwards, honing on a few skills. But yeah, look, we do we do miss the girls during the week. But then come Friday, we usually have we usually have the full squad um, or just just less than the full squad on a Friday and there we get to do then less contact but we'll do our team run we'll go through our plays all of our phase work so yeah Friday is usually a big key training for us yeah As team captain and captains do you feel pressure on your shoulders especially when you're leading out a bunch of girls going into a game because obviously it's like no other sport the captain in rugby has a huge role because they're the only person can converse with a referee when it comes to decisions or if he's giving out to people and telling you you know there's no more penalties or you know someone's going to end up in the sin bin or something that way so you know uh, how much pressure do you feel as a captain and a vice captain on a team? I look at I suppose there is a bit of pressure there's a bit of pressure on the shoulders and all that but like the team I have Leo beside me and a lot of the girls are there's a lot of leaders in that team as well and they all voice their opinion and in a good way like they they support each of our decisions and throughout as well Paddy will also support us as well so like there is the support uh, throughout that so it's not it makes it a lot easier when you're playing a game to have people you know helping out now he's not here 
and he's probably not listening at the minute. So give us the rundown on what Paddy Moss is actually like as a coach because while he's sitting there while ye are, he's very soft-spoken, he's nice and gentle, but somehow or another, he's a big giant and I can't see Paddy Moss on a field being soft-spoken or kind-hearted when he's out there willing a team on and getting the win. So as a coach, what's Paddy like yeah, Paddy, Paddy, some man now. He, he, he'd be lucky enough to have a voice after a game now. He'd be screaming on the sidelines at us. So, yeah, he might be different in here now, but yeah, on the side of that, that pitch, he will not stop shouting and screaming for us. So, But obviously, it's great to have a person like that driving a team on as well when you need that support and you need someone giving you a kick up the backside if you need it to go forward or, you know, to have somebody with uh, that experience and that drive on the sideline. It surely brings you on an awful lot, Leah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, like Paddy, big friendly giant, really. Um, he like he'll be in here if he's softly spoken, but he is like he just he says the right things. You know, he doesn't say too much, but he just what he does say, it does just kind of give us the boost we need from the pitch or at training. Um, you know, he's a great great help to the team, and he just puts in he puts in so much time, and it just shows. You know, to his commitment, it really helps. But the very best of luck on Sunday. Uh, it's a big game for you in the Cup against Wicklow, 1pm in Folkestown. As we said, anyone available at all at all, get out there and support the girls because they're a brilliant team and they could do it uh, a bit of backup as well as they progress along through the Cup. I have to ask you before you go, because obviously as big rugby people that year, it was a huge weekend for Irish rugby. Um, it's the first time in the history that a home nation has ever done the Under-20 Grand Slam and the Six Nations Grand Slam in the same year. So were you watching the rugby all through the season uh, and were you expecting uh, a Grand Slam victory um, and the way it was won over the weekend? Well, I'm actually a Scottish fan, so <laughs> look, all, all credit to the Irish and all that. But Well, I didn't um, want to say anything about that now, in all fairness, Rosie. <laughs> yeah, no, look, Ireland really deserved the win this year. Um, they were phenomenal, like absolutely phenomenal athletes out there as well, like couldn't believe the, the performance they put on sun, Saturday and with the under-20s on Sunday. So, Well, in fairness, you had a good win over the weekend now as well. Yeah, the lads Yeah, the lads got their win in the Towns Cup at the last minute win, um, which is really great to see them progressing in the Towns Cup after a bit of disappointment. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Well, I was them. actually talking about Scotland, but the lads did have a good win as well. <laughs> yeah, Scotland, Scotland just scraped it. But yeah, the, the men's, uh, they won the quarterfinal this Towns Cup as well, so... Yeah, well, I read that out in the bulletin earlier, so it's great that they are able to do that. Liam, good for Irish rugby and for women's rugby in particular to see the lads going so well. Can the women get to the heights that they did a couple of years ago when they won the Grand Slam? Can they get back up there? Yeah, I think so. Um, the Irish team at the moment like is, is such a strong side. You have to they have the girls say from the sevens teams filtering into the fifteens teams um, and there is talent it's it's coming up you know um, each year you're getting new players in um, but yeah the Irish the women's team is a savage team they got the victory a few years ago and ten years ago um, to to today um, so look I think they have a good a good challenge ahead of them they're starting their season down in Musgrave um, against France two weeks time um, a few of us go down to watch it but yeah it's going to be it's going to be a good season I think for them Well let's hope it's going to be a good season for everyone all around for the men's team and the Towns Cup for yourselves in year cup competition and as we said we'll repeat it again the cup f- competition is on against Wicklow uh, is that a quarter final on Sunday or is it the round of 16? Uh, round of 16 
under right, 16 yeah. so second round on Sunday at 1pm in Folkestone and the very best of luck to Rosie, Leah and all of the women and Paddy uh, as well out there so thanks Mill for joining us really enjoyed that chat and hopefully you'll be able to come back and join us again with uh, good news um, and victories and the whole lot coming in uh, and we can get you in with uh, a cup victory I won't jinx it but hopefully all fingers going well Thank you very much. Perfect. That was uh, Leah and Rosie. That is Rosie Miller and Leah McCarthy, the captain and vice captain of the Kilkenny women's rugby team. Now, swiftly, I'm going to move along because I have a very patient man waiting on the phone line and it is the great Willie Quinlan who is going to chat to me about all things Carlo football. I was in Netwatch Cullen Park with Willie on Saturday as we were doing the commentary from the game uh, with Sligo. Uh, And without Willie, I certainly would have been lost because it was my first time ever doing a football game. First of all, good evening, Mr. Quinlan. How are you this evening? Good evening, Martin. How are you? I am great, thank you very much. Having a really busy Monday trying to squash so much sport action all into such a short period of time, but we're getting there tonight, I have to say. Um, So apologies, I did ring you a bit earlier and I know you weren't available, so uh, great that you are able to join me here on full time this evening. As we said, it was disappointment for Carlo, another defeat to Sligo. Um, I suppose in the manner of the way the defeat came uh, you know Carlo were in it for long periods of time they probably played the better football at times even especially in the first half but the same old story Willie they just couldn't convert those chances that they were making Yeah couldn't get over the line again Martin and you know they had been in every one of the games bar one of the games that I've been at this year and that that was Leitrim Leitrim after 15-20 minutes the game really looked uh, outreach for them but every single other game that they have been in they look like they've been playing great football, but just not able to get the scores at, at the, the right time and then conceding the goal before half-time just puts Ligo in the driving seat with six points up at half-time. Um, again, and we, we spoke about it in the commentary, possibly missing two or three key forwards that can actually, on, on the day, kick three or four points. If you have six forwards that can score and three or four of them kicking two or three points, I mean, it adds. We, we talk about the the 17 point saga and if you can get the 17 Willie, points sorry just on that game. you might be able to turn your head just slightly because the reception coming in is not the very best with you at the You're minute me, are you, can you hear me now just a little bit it's not great keep going we'll try you there again if not we might give you a shout back and see if we can get you better on a different line yeah, can you hear me now, Martin? No, that's not great. Nicole, no. we might be able to uh, get Willie back on a different line there if uh, possible. So what I'm going to do at the minute is while Nicole tries that for me, we're going to take a quick ad break. Don't go anywhere. And when we come back, hopefully we'll have Willie Quinlan back on the line. We won't because that didn't work for me because I'm a little too early. Right, try that again. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny, lahartzskoda.ie. Looking back over the weekend action, full time on KCLOR with Martin Quilty. Right, welcome back to full time. And now, hopefully, we have Willie Quinlan back on the line. Willie, are you there again, good sir? Yeah, I'm here again, Martin. Hopefully, we can hear me this time. Okay, it is a little bit better. We still have a little bit of crackling in it, but look, we'll belt on and get through it as much as we can. So, yep, you were saying it there, just the, the goal at uh, half time or just before half time really did kill Carlo's momentum. Um, but they put in a, a very good second half. But I don't know about you, you've seen most of the, the Carlo matches before, but when Carlo were in possession, Sligo seemed to park the ball and not really do much with it and Carlo found it very hard to penetrate and would that be fair? 
Yeah, that seemed to be the, their problem all year. When teams do throw a lot of men behind the ball, they find it difficult to break it down. We're not a big, a huge physical team like like a lot of the, the GA teams at the minute. Uh, we've one or two big guys kind of scattered around, but we, we are strong, pacey, powerful runners with the ball, but that physicality of a man, 6 for 4, 6 for 5, we have... Darryl Foley is probably the biggest guy that we have. He's in the full forward lane. He's six foot three. Uh, after that, there's one or two guys. Jordan Morris would be around six foot, six foot one. But uh, most of the inter-county teams would have probably eight or nine guys that would be, be well over the six foot mark. We just don't have them. Uh, over the last couple of years, lots of guys that left. Uh, Brendan Murphy would have been six foot five, six foot six. Shane Redmond, the same. John Murphy, the same. Um, so lots of those guys that are missing, we haven't replaced them with size like for like, but uh, the guys that are there in fairness are given everything that they have. They do play a, a brand of football, but we seem to be under huge pressure when teams do park the bus, and that's what Sligo did uh, on on Saturday evening. There seems to be a lack of confidence in some of the players as well, especially when they're shooting for goal. I mean, we see the likes of Eric Malloy that was in there. Um, Dara Foley was in full forward. I mean, Ross Dunphy played well, tried, you know, he was on a lot of ball, but just that, that confidence, that small little bit that needs to get him over the line, Willie, just seems to be lacking a small bit. And Niall did allude that to me afterwards as well in the interview, and it's something that they're going to work on before the start of the Leinster Championship, which is coming up very shortly against Wicklow on the 9th of April. Yeah, coming up very quickly. So I mean, he has he has a lot to do, a lot to, a lot to work on. I'm sure he he knows what he has to do himself. But uh, a little bit of confidence thing. But again, we we speak about uh, Daryl O'Brien, who is a wing forward, and Josh Moore, the other wing forward. But but these guys spend more time in the in our back lane and our full back lane. And when they do end up getting up the field, there's so much work to getting up the field that they just either don't have the the confidence or they're not used to being in the scoring area. But certainly they're not picking up scores where. Other teams you can see, I watched I watched Mayo and Donegal there yesterday and the, the scores come from everywhere. I mean, they come from the cornerbacks, the fullback, the centre-back. Everybody seems to be getting on the ball. Everybody seems to be looking at the scores and it probably is a confidence thing or something that they need to work on in training, whether it's shooting practice. But we see, seem to have uh, designated shooters and that's Colin Holton, uh, Ross Dunphy, um, obviously Dara Foley would be well up there as well. But everyone else seems to be uh, getting behind the ball, defending. So we had chances at uh, a time. Michael Bamber got a great chance of a goal, as we did see ourselves, and he didn't take it. And you know, the little—they're the little things that uh, on a big day win matches for you. And it just didn't seem to go our way this year. Well, in fairness to Mikey, I think he done everything right. Bar scorers. I mean, it was a bullet of a shot. It was well saved on the line. But not too long now to go. As we said, turns for the boys to pick themselves up. Niall has a couple of weeks before the week low game. No doubt he'll be trying to get those lads that is injured back. Um, young Hickey went off again with what looked like uh, another bit of a hamstring injury as well. He was only lasted four minutes of the second half uh, at the weekend so Niall will certainly be looking to get those players back have a full strength team going into the Leinster Championship uh, because if not it's going to be looking like it'll be back to the, the Charlton Cup again this year Yeah definitely Conor Crowley the same he's one that, that uh, came on a couple of weeks ago in a, in a match and only lasted a couple of couple of minutes the hamstring I suppose it's a difficult injury to treat and very difficult to know whether you're back to full fitness until you actually go and try it and those two guys uh, will be huge losses. Conor Doyle was great to see him back there. He picked up an injury, and a knee injury. So it's nice to see them back. But they're going to need everybody, everybody possibly available because Wicklow on an upward curve. I mean, they drew the first game, but they're still in contention for a promotion. They're playing next weekend, and if they win, they, they certainly have a chance 
uh, obviously if other games go go their way so they'll be uh, in a positive move it'll be difficult to, uh, you know Enoch I'm never too easy to win down there so Carlo will need everything going away they'll need everyone behind them and Hopefully, you know, in a couple of weeks' time, we, we'll definitely be on the commentary and hopefully they can do the business. Exactly. Well, as we said, all going well, fingers crossed that the stars and everything else will align for Niall and the rest of the Carlo footballers um, and we'll keep everything crossed for him and no doubt uh, you'll be back, as you said, on duty again for that game. My sincere thanks to you for uh, all of your help over the full-time uh, Monday evening slots here with myself and for last Saturday as well. It was great to be beside someone who actually knows so much about their football and is passionate about it um, and you certainly helped me uh, along the, the route anyway last Saturday evening so thank you very much for that much appreciated and we will chat to you very soon coming up near the championship you're more than welcome thanks for thank you good man that was Willie Quinlan there talking to us about all things Carlo football right we're coming up to towards the end of the show hard to believe on a Monday evening that it flies so quickly but over to my right hand side Shannon Redmond and her colleagues from SETU in Carlo who are going to be having a new eight week show here with yourselves on Monday to discuss all things happening in the college and SETU of course is a brilliant place to be and they're going to tell you all about life in the college and how brilliant it is so stay tuned with Shannon she'll be here from 7 to 8 with you for the next 8 weeks on a Monday and coming up later the great man himself Mr Owen Carey will be here with full time from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock keeping me company on the way home as well and belting out those fabulous tunes we will have live action as well the weekend coming up we will have hurling and camogie action keep an eye out on scoreline.ie for all of the latest and you will find out where those games are going to be and who's going to be doing them but as always thank Thank you for joining me on full time on this Monday. Keep it safe. Enjoy your sport over the weekend and until next Monday evening when I chat to you again. See ya and take care. Bye. Full time on KCLR. Your weekend sport in review with Martin Quilty.